Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston, and I am back. The uh, show hasn't been live for a couple of weeks here uh, simply because I've been busy. Uh, I've got a lot of uh, interesting uh, things going on, and I actually have a couple of announcements here uh, that uh, I, I think you'll find exciting. I know I've ha- I have found them exciting. So before we get to today's topic, which we're going to be talking about hollow tiles, going to be talking about coverage versus bond, uh, we're going to talk about how you can have x-ray vision when it comes to uh, uh, improper coverage and, and bonding of some of these tiles. So if you're interested in that, uh, definitely uh, you need to uh, stay tuned. If you're listening live, the call-in number is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. Call in at any time if you have a question, a comment, uh, etc. Um I wrapped up the uh, stone and tile inspection and troubleshooting class uh, a week ago uh, out in Las Vegas, a really great group of people. Uh, we had 10, 10 people sign up for it. Uh, we, we did some really fun things uh, besides just the basic education and learning all about stone and tile failures. We actually went into the field one day and actually looked at some uh, real life failures that have, that have occurred out there. So if anyone is interested in doing that uh, next year, I'll be holding another one uh, probably around February, end of January, sometime around February, usually around surfaces, some, sometime around surfaces. Um, you know, give me, drop me an email. The email is fhuston, that's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. That's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Of course, you can always uh, give me a call as well. My personal cell phone number is 321 321- Five one four six eight four five. Okay, let me. Uh, this this two announcements here. Uh, the first one, well, I'm excited about both of these, but I'm really excited about uh, the second one I'm going to talk about. But the first one is, uh, some of you know that I've been the chief technical director for an organization called Surfaces. Now that's not Surfaces, the trade show. That's uh, an organization called Surfaces with a PH. In other words, it's spelled S U R P H A C E S, and that's a a group of um, stone restoration contractors, uh, primarily, but we do have some fabricators and installers in that group also. But you, you can check them out. I'm not going to do an advertisement here here for them. But they operate a school called the Stone and Tile School, uh, which you know has been operating for quite a number of years. Uh, they have moved the school over to Melbourne, Florida, which is where I live. And the reason they moved it over here is because I am the new director of the Stone and Tile School. So uh, last week, uh, we'll spend some time laying down some new floors, getting countertops ready, opening up the new school. So if anyone is interested in training, uh, whether you're a newbie just getting into the stone 
and tile restoration business or whether you're an experience, we have seminars for that as well. As part of that school, we also have developed a bunch of e-learning courses, uh, courses that you can sit at home, you can sit around your computer in your underwear and take these classes. But uh, I've gone over these before in a couple of my shows, but uh, you'll want to check them out at this website. It's called GetTrainedToday.com. That's GetTrainedToday.com. So I'm real excited about, about this. We've got some seminars coming up uh, in March, I believe. But if you go to that GetTrainedToday.com website, you can see all the information that is there. Now, the second announcement I'm super excited about, and this is something I've wanted to do for the last 30 years or so, and that is, wouldn't it be nice if we had, and what I mean by we, I mean whether you're a restoration contractor, a fabricator, an installer, uh, anything to do with the style and tone in this stone industry, uh, and that is, what if we had a stone database? Now, that database would include things like, you know, where the material comes from, the color of the material, you know, all, all that stuff that you can easily find on the Internet. But here's what's sweet about this stone database that we're starting. This database is going to have a place for contractors to enter information about that particular stone. So, for example, um, Let's take one particular type of stone, Botticino, and let's talk about refinishing Botticino. Now, without getting into a lot of detail here, you know, Botticino tends to get those dull spots in there. So we would put that in these, in these comments under that particular stone. And not only would we put comments in there, you could put comments in how you refinished it, what little tips and tricks you have to work with that stone. And that also goes for fabricators, you know, fabricators that are having issues you know, with a material breaking, maybe your saw blade is uh, getting worn out too quick and a certain particular stones beating eat up. That's what's great about this particular database. And the database will continue to grow and grow and grow. Uh, so it's a really, really cool database. I'm really excited, excited to um, get started putting in some of this information. Now, you can also put that information. You know, let's face it, not all of us have worked on all the stones that are out there. Uh, right now, we have close to 400 stones, different types of stones in that database and that obviously will continue to grow but you'll have the opportunity to put some comments in there so if you happen to run into a particular type of stone you're having some issues with and you solve the problem uh, jump on that database put that comment in there the information of either how to repair it how to refinish it how to install it or or whatever the case is and uh, we'll uh, approve that comment and uh, get it in a database for others to see and uh, I'm just real excited. I mean, something like this I don't think could have happened 20, 30 years ago for, for several reasons. The first reason being is that the Internet wasn't as advanced as it is today, number one. And number two, people were kind of close, closed-lipped about uh, sharing their information, and that has changed. Uh, thankfully, to people like me and others out there that are doing some training and are not afraid to share uh, the information and the tips, the tricks, and some even some of the secrets that we've learned throughout the years. And honestly, that's what this why I started this radio show to be able to share some of these these interesting things. So, where can you find the Stone Database? The same website, GetTrainedToday.com. That's GetTrainedToday.com. Uh, you'll go on there and you'll see a menu in there. You, you, and it'll say Stone. I think it says Stone Knowledge Database or, or whatever. And there's a bunch of other cool things on that website as well. You have a, a knowledge um, uh, section, which has a lot of questions and a lot of answers, uh, troubleshooting. And that's for you guys as professionals as well as for the consumer. 
you know, something simple as how to care for it, whatever. There is a care guide in there that you can print out, if you will, and give to your customers, uh, whether you're selling a countertop, installing a new floor, or uh, refinishing a, a floor or countertop. So some really, really good information out there that's free to you. Uh, there, there's no charge for that at all. So uh, enough of my uh, spiel on that. Uh, I will mention the website one more time. That's gettraindtoday.com. That's gettraindtoday.com. Check it out. And if you have any questions, feel free to drop me an email as well. All right. We're going to get right into tonight's topic, and that is hollow tiles. And I probably get at least one or two calls a week about hollow tiles. And there, there's, there's a lot of issues, and I, I see a lot of inspectors out there as well as installers uh, that wrongfully diagnose what hollow tiles really mean. So that's what we're going to talk about, or part of what we're going to talk about anyway. Um, hollow tiles don't necessarily mean the installation is going to fail. And, you know, let, let's back up a few steps here and talk about you know, the sounding, what I call the sounding test. I like using a golf ball to tap the tiles. I've known people to use a, a little hammer uh, or a, a broom handle uh, or wherever. I, I really don't care how you sound the floor. Uh, and you'll, you'll tap the floor and you'll hear different sounds throughout the field floor. Now, if it's hollow in any spots, here's where the mistakes are generally made. People automatically assume because it sounds hollow, that it's a hollow spot, right? And you're, you you got an issue and that floor is going to fail. Well, that's not necessarily the case. First of all, rule number one with hollow tiles is that in order to verify whether that hollow tile has the proper coverage and a proper bonding generally, generally requires a, a destructive test. In other words, tear that tile out and actually look at it. But there is another way to tell whether or not that tile has the coverage in it without tearing it out. And we'll get into that in a minute. But before we do, I want to make sure that I go over uh, the sounding test and, and some of the issues that can cause hollow tiles other than the lack, lack of mortar. Um, obviously, number one is lack of mortar, you know, insufficient bond to, to the back of the tile. Although a lot of times the sounding the tile, you can't tell where that, where that debonding is lacking. It could be from the tile to the setting bed. It could be from the setting bed to the substrate, or it could even be an underlayment that's that's not bonded properly. So uh, it's really, really tricky, and you have to develop a really good ear for that. You can have acoustical effects, and a good example of that is you know paying attention to where you're tapping. In other words, you could be tapping along an area, and then you start tapping in another area, and you find it sounds different, and you make the assumption, oh, these tiles must be must be loose or these tiles, you know, must have hollow spots in them. Look upwards because the height of the ceiling can make all the difference in the world. Because remember, when you're tapping on a tile, uh, you're actually creating a, a, a reverberation and, and, and that sound is bouncing off something. Uh, it may be bouncing off a low ceiling. It may be bouncing from under a table. So, you know, pay attention uh to what's above you don't just you know look at it with blinders and i go go in this in depth in my class and i repeat it again and again and again uh you're not just looking at the stone and tile you're looking at everything you're looking at the walls you're looking at the ceiling etc cetera, etc cetera. so you can have acoustical acoustical effect problems you could have air trapped within the setting bed or even air trapped within the slab uh as a matter of fact in some law cases 
that I do. I, I get people, uh, lawyers asking me all the time, well, is there a standard, is there a test for, you know, a, a standard test for, for sounding hollow tiles? Well, the answer to that is kind of yes and kind of no. Um, the no part is there is no ASTM test, no test in any of the uh, you know manuals that I've been able to browse through that actually give you a standard for a hollow hollow sounding. However, there is one for concrete parking garages, uh, decks in other words, and that's what they call the chain drag test. And I can't remember off the top of my head what the ASTM designation is, but if you look up chain drag test ASTM, it basically says you take a chain, you drag it across, and you'll hear hollow tiles or hollow concrete. Um, of course, I wouldn't recommend using a chain on a tile floor uh, or a, a stone floor in particular, but uh, you can't pinpoint it. That's why I like using a golf ball because I can stand erect. I don't have to get down. I can bounce the ball and I can hear where those hollow, sound, hollow sounds are. So if you have a slab that's hollow that has some hollow slabs in it and you install tile over the top of that, you could get a what we call a false negative, a false reading where tile sounds like it's hollow but the hollowness is actually coming from the slab itself okay another reason you can get hollow tiles is what we call separation of any kind of uh, isolation membranes crack, crack isolation membranes soundproofing that may be under there and this happens a lot and i do a lot of inspections in with condos and with with condos a lot of condos will have soundproofing and you that can give you a consistent uh, hollow sound across the floor so you have to be very very careful and then you have the elevation or the composition of the subsurface could be irregular, and that can cause part of the floor to sound differently than others. So, you know, just simply going in there and sounding the tile and reaching the conclusion that, well, you've got hollow tiles, the installation is going to fail, you don't have the proper coverage, I would not do that. Now, you could say that the hollow tiles may be an indication of, uh, of those particular issues, but may not be. The only way to tell, well, let me take that back, not the only way to tell, but used to be the only way to tell would be to do a destructive test, take that tile up. And for the most part, that's still pretty much, pretty much the uh, situation, except for this. I discovered, oh, a couple of years ago, I was on a particular project, and it was a, a large hotel. Uh, had about, I don't know, three or 400 rooms, and this was a lawsuit, and there was porcelain tile, and they were falling off the shower walls. And you could see where the one tile had come off. There was no bond to the back of the uh, setting, uh, the back of the tile. In addition to that, it had what we called the dot method, the dab method, which I've talked about many times on this on this show. And it was obvious, you know, why it failed. First of all, the dab method. Second of all, the wrong setting mortar uh, for that particular uh, type of tile. So fine and dandy. Okay, there's that shower. Well, we had a smart-ass lawyer say, well, how do you know that of the, let's say, 300 of 300 rooms that every single one is set that way? We can't destroy them all to find out. So he thought he was some, you know, <laughs> he thought he had me. And I said, well... There is several ways that I can tell without destroying the tile. First of all, I could knock on it, and I, I could hear it, and I could hear where the mortar is touching the back of the tile. But that that he did that didn't make him very happy, you know. Well, that's that's subjective. I mean, that that's your opinion. So you know, how can we know for sure? And I discovered that I could use an infrared camera. And you, know, you can buy these FLIR cameras. There are several others out there. FLIR happens to be the one that I have. Uh, you can buy one that actually attaches to your phone whether it's an iPhone or an Android, they're about 400 bucks. 
and they work perfectly. And all you basically do is I take a hairdryer and I'll just heat up the, the tile for less than a minute just to get a little temperature on there. And then take a picture with your infrared camera. And lo and behold, what will happen is you'll actually see the mortar's not consistent across the back of the tile. For example, when they're using a dab method, dot method, whatever you want to call it, you can actually see it. Because where the mortar is touching, it's going to be hotter than where it's not touching. So you'll, if you've seen these infrared photos, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. So you can actually go in, and I was able to do that for all 300 showers without destroying them, just being able to tell that the dot method uh, was not the method to, to be used, and uh, therefore uh, it's, it's not within standards, not within industry, industry standards for coverage. So that's that lecture uh, when it comes to, uh, comes to hollowness. But here's something that a couple of different issues that, that have come up, uh, especially in inspections. The first being, and I get this all the time, where insurance companies or someone dealing with an insurance company, whether it be a homeowner or a contractor or an architect or whatever, will say, hey, you know what? We had a flood. Either the water heater broke, a pipe broke under the sink, and the installation flooded, and now my tiles are hollow. Well, folks, that can't happen. Uh, once concrete sets, and I'm not going to go into it in this show, but uh, if you take my class, we go, we go into how uh, mortars work and how they set. Once they set, you know, once they're cured, uh, no amount of water other than a pressure washer or a water jet is going to erode that setting mortar away. So basically, the flooding can do a bunch of other things, which there's a whole nother show, but it's not going to cause the floor to be hollow. Unless it's a brand new installation that they just installed today, and it flooded and it washed away the uncured thin set or, or mortar. Um, once it cures, it's, it's what we call hydraulic in the, in the concrete industry. It'll actually cure underwater. And as a matter of fact, the flooding may even make the water, uh, the, the bond to the uh, back of the tile even stronger for the most cases. So uh, it's, it's just people using an excuse to get their floor replaced because oh, we had a flood. We can call the insurance company and now the tiles are hollow. That it can't it can happen. So that's one issue. Another issue is what's the difference between coverage versus bond? I'm going to take a quick break right now. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the difference between bonding and the difference bec between coverage because it's extremely important. So I'll be back right after this. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate product. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. 
Alrighty, folks, we're, we've been talking about hollow tiles and some of the issues you have uh, with, with hollow tiles and uh, whether hollow tiles really indicate it's going to fail or not. And I, before we took the break here, I was talking about coverage versus bonding. And I want to talk about that real quick because I, I, I have been up against even, you know, engineers that will come in and say, well, you know, the TCNA book, the, uh, the Natural Stone Institute says you have to have a 95% coverage, 100% coverage here and here and there, and that's why it's failed, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, uh, coverage is not the same thing as bonding. Uh, and let me, let me explain that, and probably the best way to do it is with an analogy. For those of you familiar with sand bed paver installations, that's basically where you, you know, you level out the, 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 the ground, uh, you know, you put a vapor barrier on there or not, you compact it, and you put a layer of sand on there, and then you set your pavers directly on a sand bed. A lot of, a lot of these concrete pavers that are being used in driveways and sidewalks, et cetera, that's how they're set. Well, is that, is that paver? Is that paver bonded? No, it's not. There's zero bond. But... It's got 100% coverage. So you could have 100% coverage and zero bond. So, you know, keep that in mind. And, and that goes back to our hollow-sounding tiles that we're talking about. Just because the tiles are hollow doesn't necessarily mean they're going to fail. Uh, let me give out the phone number here one more time as I'm rambling on here. And that is 323-870-3968, 323-870-3968. Uh, that's if you're listening now, if you're listening live. If you're listening to this podcast, obviously it's a podcast. <laughs> um, I'm not going to answer, but you can always send me an email with a question. And again, that email is fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Now, an example I give all the time, I give this in my classes, I think I've mentioned this several times on this, this show here, and that is an example of where a totally hollow floor has not failed. And this is a, a project I did back in Georgia many, many years ago with a, a building where the installation, the tile, the marble tile, was installed around the 1880s. And it was completely hollow with zero bond and that tile floor never came up until over 100 years later. It started popping up for uh, various various reasons, which I won't get into in this show. But uh, anyway, there's an example. So if you ever get into a situation where someone says, my tiles are hollow, uh, I just want to end with it doesn't necessarily mean failure. It could. It very well could. And many times it is. But it's very difficult to say just because your floors are hollow that you're going to have a failure because a good attorney is going to say, well, when's that failure going to occur? And I could always go back and give this example of, uh, you know, here's a building that was 100 years old with hollow tiles with zero bond. Or we could go back to the uh, to the uh, sand bed installation where you might tap on that and it sounds entirely hollow. It's not bonded, but there's 100% coverage. And coverage means you have support under there. So, you know, support and bond, if you want to say coverage as a – a cinnamon for support then that you can, but doesn't necessarily mean it's bonded properly. So, um, you know, that's something you may have to do a pull test on or, 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 or whatever. So folks, it's, uh, that's my lecture today, if you will, on hollow, on hollow tiles and that, again, I would encourage you to, uh, um, look at some of my articles on my blog, blog post. If you don't know where that is, uh, send me an email 
F-Houston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. And I can send you uh, to that blog post, which has a lot of my articles uh, there on this, this very, very topic. Uh, of course, I'll do a plug for the Slippery Rock Gazette. Uh, I wrote it. I write an article in there every single month uh, called The Stone Detective. I know a lot of you have, have listened to that, and I kind of do that in a kind of a lighthearted uh, Humphrey Bogart type type. Uh, and I've done, God, I think I've done like 150 of them to date. So I've been doing it for uh, for, for quite quite a while. But again, uh, those stories are based on real things that have happened to me. I just change the characters and make it a little a little fun. But the actual failure is actually is actually true. So anyway, folks, uh, I will be back uh, hopefully next week. Uh, with another episode. We're going to have some great interviews coming up. If anybody wants to be interviewed on the show, you have an interesting product to share with the stone and tile industry or anything like that, then uh, please uh, send me an email, fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. Also, as I said at the beginning of the show here, uh, check out uh, gettrainedtoday.com. Uh, that's where you'll find the stone database. That's where you'll find the knowledge base. That's where you'll find uh, the information on the, uh, the the school, the actual classes for the school, as well as some of the uh, e-learning classes. And uh, they're continuing to grow and grow and grow. So, folks, uh, until next week, thanks for listening. Uh, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, and fabricating those tops. Uh, later, my friends. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net.